0: My great morning, everybody! Great Monday morning. This is our last Monday mentorship call of 2015. It's unbelievable how quickly this year has gone. And I was just counting up the sessions we we have led over 50 hours of professional development since August. So, so what what great opportunities that you know we've all had to to, to learn and to share with each other um so this 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 one especially uh is very exciting to me because i I've just been introduced to a new to a new leadership um, um author Jim Rhodes, who actually lost his life uh you know probably within the last couple of years and I was introduced to him through uh, Success magazine and Darren Hardy. um so it's been uh, uh you know very very uh, great just being exposed to new new you know authors and new books and new New learnings and new thought leaders so I just always encourage you to continue to expand and when you get the chance to go to those you know one dollar book fairs go ahead out there and look at the self help or help others category and see how many books that you can find that can really change change the way you think you know to change the way you look at at um, at yourself and then and then yourself helping o- other people uh, so just so many great opportunities. Can't wait to have a couple of weeks to keep diving into the reading and reflecting based upon this last year. So, and I want to thank you all for you know trusting us. Here's some quick some quick program notes. Some quick housekeeping. So we've got my call today. Jeff's call Thursday at two o'clock. But we also have two special calls this week. One is Lisa's legal webinar series, which will be tomorrow at eleven o'clock, and she is talking about. Um, oh, gosh, IDEA laws and, and anti-discrimination and all those fun things that legally that lawyers like to talk about, but they're very, very critical to, to small uh, businesses and you know, school leaders and charter schools are small LEAs, and, and they are run like businesses, and they have to be aware of some of these things that can cost them money. And also, I'll be doing a governance webinar series on Thursday night also about finances. Where did the money go? So that's 7 o'clock. So make sure your board is aware. I'll be sending them notices uh Today and they should have already received one about Lisa's uh, session, but we'll send another reminder. about Lisa. Recap. Uh, you know, last week, last week we talked about uh, you know steps to a great hiring process and how and how orientation begins with with the with the first interview question, right, or the first part of your actual recruitment process. So, um, you know, definitely would, would love to hear any reflections on that, any of your stories, any, any changes that you're uh, making, and I hope that this call kind of ties right into that uh, today. So, as always, you can hit star six to get into the queue. Uh, hit the number one, and you'll be in there, and we'll be able to, to hear your story, a little bit more of the hiring process and any any reflections. As always, our mission is to be the difference maker and the leadership development of individuals and organizations and we do this through our four core values of commitment collaboration gratitude and intentionality with a high high focus on intentionality because there are there's a big difference between good intentions and intentional living we and we strive towards intentional living so as i alluded to earlier today's lesson is all about living intentional and if you just got my last reminder with Punxsutawney Phil, you know you don't want Punxsutawney Phil. You know the groundhog that sees or does not see his shadow dictate how long your winter is going to last. Don't rely on Punxsutawney Phil. So Jim Jim Rowan is where I first you heard this. He has a book called um, uh, Personal Development Through the Four Seasons, and, and and he ties it into you know not only personal development but you know professional development as well because you know he believes if if you if you work harder on yourself than you do at your job, you'll have the life that you never dreamed. Right? And Jim Rohn was a master of motivation and personal development. And, and so Success Magazine is where I've been introduced to him, and they uh, provide a monthly audio CD. So if you've ever had a chance to pick up uh, Success Magazine or just see it, not only do you have about 50 pages of great content, but you also have about an hour-long CD of um Great thought leaders uh, that they have um, um, interviews with so so during uh, you know I have I probably traveled I know that I put on about 50,000 miles in my car just 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 this year so all that time you know I always take advantage right going back to intentional living dashboard dashboard university and and um, it's always always important to be intentional with your opportunities to learn and to grow and so when we drive, I always have some sort of C D or opportunity uh, to be learning through that. Give me two seconds, I'm gonna let someone into our school. Hey, how are you? It's okay. Come on All right.
1: um, okay. All right. They're so right there in the so my, my apologies, we're hosting a leadership event here at, at a school
0: in uh, Charlotte, and someone could not get it. Pride right, And right, So where was it? Talking about Dashboard University, right? So, so it's always always important to me to have something that's going to keep my um, you know, thought process going and my thinking going. So I have multiple CDs in my car between you know, John Maxwell, and I've got a Zig Ziglar series, and, and now I've got this, you know, success magazine. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast because uh, my, you know, team and I will have some just great conversations. We'll reflect upon what we learned for that day, and then, and it, or, you know, maybe we'll, you know, listen to someone who can kind of get us motivated for that conversation that we may need to have uh, uh, with the leader. So so it's always important that I feel to have something. If you want to be intentional and live intentionally, always have a book or a notebook or something to write down your thoughts, or you can use your smartphone now to, to write down, because I do my best uh, uh, thought process when, I'm, when I've got some quiet time, right, when I'm taking a walk or when I'm doing, um, you know, a drive. So listening to, you know, Jim Rohn is really, really um, let me really think about the seasons, the seasons of a charter school or a school leader. Um, and and I, I, I don't know about you, but when the time change occurs and the weather gets nippy, I can feel a change in me, I leave home when it's dark, and I get home when it's really dark. My exercise, time decreases. So Jim Rohn talked about how we do not have the power to change the seasons or the stars, but we can change ourselves in how we prepare for the seasons. I started to really think about how this lesson related to me as a principal, me as a school leader, uh, me as a leader now, especially since the school I led Year round, and we faced all four seasons of our of our year. And you and and most importantly, we you know we've talked about you you need to value your time, right? So value your time in the season because you can always get more money, but you can never get more time. So let's begin with talking about how we handle the winter, because you know winter's our next season come up, and winter always comes, and we need to be prepared for the winter. So how do you prepare for the winter? So you don't want to be stuck out in the cold without a coat. What does that mean as a, as a as school year? And when I thought about this, you don't want to be stuck out in the cold with a coat. And, and my father is a farmer in, uh, in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. And his farm doesn't have any, the house doesn't have heat. Uh, so the entire house is heated from a wood burning stove. And I remember two seasons ago him getting very worried and concerned
1: that he didn't do enough work
0: to prepare for the winter. And his winter was miserable and
1: dreary.
0: And I remember remember sending him, you know, like extra sets of long johns for for, you know, Christmas day, yeah, because he just kept talking about how cold it was and how miserable it was and how it's just stuck, and, you know, you know, you can't chop down wood now because all the wood was frozen. So what does this look like as a school year in the winter time? So in the winter, you start to see the support get a little less from parents, right, because holiday season and things are going on and people get busy. The school seems a little bit more empty at dismissal because there's only a few minutes of daylight before the before the day is over, where everyone's huddled in their rooms trying to stay warm, trying to just get those last assessments evaluated or lesson plans ready or or, or they're stressed just because of the holidays and the kids are excited. I mean, there's just so much in the winter, right? I talked about little time outside and, and cold winter sometimes equals no recess for the kids, right, or no Time for the adults to get outside and just need to be adult for 10 minutes and have an adult conversation because it's too cold to walk, it's right? Too cold to walk in between buildings or a school. Maybe the money might be dwindling personally and professionally. You know, you think about the gifts that you can't get and you wanted to get and you hope to save money but you didn't do it. Or the school maybe, you know, some kind of emergency happened or the hot water heater broke or the HVAC system went out and, and you didn't budget properly for it. Or if it's a brand new school or a brand new school square, there's all this enthusiasm, and it just starts to kind of wear out as the as the day gets shorter and like reality sets in, and the and the newness is gone. Can you guys you all hear what I'm talking about? Can you feel that winter time? Right? You just think the spring will never come. Never wish for easier. You gotta plan for better. Right? So what keeps you warm? What keeps you warm in the winter? Quality people productivity, seeing accomplishments towards your goals, towards your initiatives, demonstrating progress, maybe some time to reflect, think, and
1: tweak. So how would this occur in the wintertime? How do you prepare for the winter? What did you do the prior
0: spring to have a strong harvest? And the great thing about spring is it always comes after our hard, heavy winter. And sometimes, sometimes schools
1: and organizations are in winter for a really long time. So let's think about how we can take advantage of our spring. In the spring, opportunities
0: arise. Creatures come out of hibernation. Everybody after the New Year, they're rejuvenated, they're, you know, they've got their New Year's resolution, there's, there's some possible excitement, and after every challenge comes opportunity, right? And as a leader, it's your job, it's your responsibility
1: to challenge the process, right? to continue to challenge, challenge the process to promote change.
0: It's your duty as a leader to take advantage of the chance to sow, right? Plant the seeds of greatness. The spring is when you see duty and greatness, and the results are from the, the previous year's crop, right? You get excited about the success that you had the year before because you worked hard the year before, and this spring you're ready to go and, and plant more seeds and get more people involved. And the more people you can plant, the more people you got digging, the better your harvest is going to be in that next year. You see, spring is the springboard to what you want to see the next year. It's getting your vision. It's where you want to be long-term. This is where the real work happens, where we get dirty. So what are some ways that we can sow? We can reflect and identify people and programs that help plant seeds, get new seeds in there, new little supplemental tweaks. What's going to make the difference? Looking at planning for next year, this is the time where we start looking at our budgets, at our budgets for the upcoming year, right? We plan our budget. We, 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 we look at our student handbook. We look at our policy manuals. We get all that down and dirty work done in the springtime.
1: So our winter is more prosperous. Right? We're more prepared for that wintertime. You need to take a look at
0: your current programs and strengthen, strengthen the fences so no wildlife can get in over the summer. We'll talk about more than in a second, but you want to you strengthen what you have. You want to strengthen your opportunity for harvesting. See, people suffer one of two in the spring, either the
1: pain of discipline or the pain of regret and disappointment. How disciplined are you going to be this spring? Are you going to rely on generalizations
0: and the culture and be disappointed with what the outcomes were this year? Because, see, come next fall, you can't complain. You don't have the right to complain if you didn't do the work the spring before. You get exactly what you deserve, right, what you earned. You must be willing to risk the unusual so you don't settle for the ordinary. So the spring is a critical time. We're talking about teacher recruitment, program recruitment, program evaluation, building your leadership team, board retreats, staff retreats. Community school dates and those their retreat at the end of April early May because it's such a tough time and they just want to they know that they need some goodness and just push through the rest of the year because by the end of the spring, a lot of people don't like each other, especially if there hasn't been
1: a, a strong harvest from the year before. So after spring comes summer. And typically
0: in schools, the summer is when a lot of the planning and everything gets done. But you know what? The hardworking farmers, they've already done all that work before. It's too, it's too late to plan in the summer. Why is it too late to plan in the summer? Because you're all by yourself. Right?
1: There's no one around you to make
0: decisions. People have summer plans. They're going out and about.
1: Summer is for reflection. Summer is about uh, reaping the benefits of the past season's work.
0: You can look back at what got you the results. Solidifying the plan for next year, protecting your summer means exactly that. The summers for basking in the sun, basking your results from the previous change of the season. There's great danger in the summertime, right? When you think about your garden in the summertime, what are you protecting it against? Right? There's little,
1: there's little, there's little bugs, there's little vermin that get in, right? That are eating.
0: They're chewing on the vine of your tomato plant of all your new areas. If you didn't protect it, if you're not protecting it, because you've got you've got ten weeks or more alone away from your staff, lots of things can happen in those ten
1: weeks. School data comes in; it's not that good. Other teachers are looking for other opportunities. Right? If you did
0: not take the time in the spring to plant your vision and get them part of the game moving
1: forward and so excited about the upcoming harvest, they might be looking for other farms in the summertime. You've got to spend that time protecting your crops, right? keeping in contact and communication. It's a great opportunity to, to rejuvenate, revamp, celebrate without a vision that people will perish. Your people need to have faith that they can provide for their family, that the community is strong, can survive another strong winter. So let's talk about my favorite season of the year, the fall. You've got to take responsibility for the fall.
0: This is when you get to implement all of the hard work that you did in the spring. All those you know, days when your nails were turning, you rolled up your sleeves. Now it's the fall, it's the start of the year. You've got new teachers you're developing, new students you're bringing into your culture and you're starting to see the immediate results of your work. This is your harvest. Okay, this is your harvest. It's so you time to take full responsibility of the previous season's work, either positive or negative. No complaining all because of you. If you didn't put in the work, you're going to get a small harvest. If you put in tremendous work, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a big harvest, but at least you know that you put that work in.
1: You learn, you reflect, and you move forward. This is when you open yourself to the lessons learned from
0: the previous seasons taught you. There's an interesting note. When I was researching the seasons, the fall is the time of the year for the most depression. And this is due to not taking on the responsibility and the lessons from the previous successes and mistakes. Teachers and staff begin to question whether they'll ever get a full harvest. Remember the law of credibility. You earn credibility through the great decisions you made that worked out. Right? So think about it as change in your pocket. If you've got change in your pocket when you come to a new organization, right, or, you, or you've earned, and every good decision you make, change more change goes in your pocket. However, every bad decision you make, change falls out of your pocket. Someone takes that out of your pocket. And eventually you just you just have a pocket of lint. Right? So fall is a great time to to implement and immediately evaluate, because remember, charter schools are boats, right? We can turn on a dime, turn and tweak. So if something's not working, ask these three questions for immediate change. What could I do?
1: What could I read? And who could I ask? What could I do? What
0: could I read? And who could I ask? Because you do not want to put your people in another
1: situation of a long, hard, winter. Only by preparing can you
0: handle another winter that's coming up and plan for the following spring, summer. And if you don't, you will need to hit the Salvation Army with some
1: new, cheap worn coats that you hope will get you through the winter. This was my lesson on the seasons when I
0: heard Jim Rome and I started to think about my process and how important, how important it's going to be. I mean, we've talked about this whole half a year. We started in August, right? We started at harvest time. And now we're getting, through. We're getting ready for our spring, everybody. We're, you know, we're getting ready, okay? We've had a great five months. We've had great opportunities. We've learned about team building, building ourselves, building culture, hiring staff being good thinking partners, surrounding ourselves, delegating, so we can focus on the key results, the key result areas, the KRAs that we know come come spring, we start that process now, we start thinking about who am I bringing onto the team, what programs need evaluated, what worked this
1: year, what didn't work, what do we need to start doing, stop doing, and get better at.
0: How am I going to be different? How long did my New Year's resolutions last last year? For most people, I I kind of forget the number, but I think it's like 80% have already broken the New Year's resolutions within the first 10 days. How do I build sustainable processes
1: so we will have an incredible harvest come fall 2016? What am I doing now that's going to better prepare me and my people? For next year. So, if I have opened any gold nuggets, if you think I'm completely crazy, any reflections,
0: any thoughts, go ahead, hit star six. Would love to hear from you um, in the queue, uh, even if it's just to say hello. And I, I and I thank you for taking this time, probably your last week of school uh, for most of you. Um, so I'm going to be
1: quiet now. See if anybody else wants to hop in. while well, I'm waiting, um, we're gonna be sending out a survey
0: in the next day, if you could take a couple of minutes to fill it out about what, what, what was great about these calls, what needs to get better, does the time work for you, um, you know, how, how do we need to change some of our practices so we can get better and make sure you get exactly what you need uh, to, to be prepared for your spring harvest, um, yeah, for, for your spring so you can have a, a bountiful harvest in the fall in a very relaxing, comfortable summertime, uh where it's more about just kind of basking in the glow, reflecting, protecting your crops and moving moving to to the harvest time. So, anyway. Well not seeing anybody in the queue yet, I wanna wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And I'm so excited that you have taken this journey with us. We still got another six months to go, and we're going to continue to grow and get better. Uh, we have added a new member to our team, so I'm very excited for for you know for him to hop on and and be a mentor for uh, you all, and get his call um, you know schedule going as well. And and um, this has just been an incredible year for me, and I hope it has for you as well. And so, on behalf of the leaders leaders team I want to wish you each a Merry Christmas happy holidays uh, whatever you celebrate just just make sure that you're being intentional and, and 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 you're listening right this is a great time to practice our listening skills uh, because your ears can never get you in trouble and I guarantee that they will make a connection of, of a lifetime um, so I thank you all and happy 2000. You be safe, and I will talk to you all on January 4th.